Hello, everyone. Just a quick announcement before I launch into this week's episode. So you might want to head over to YouTube and check out Late Night Sprites at YouTube.com. Right now, there it's primarily shorts, but I'm going to be launching video reviews over there on games that I've sometimes covered here, but it's going to be really cool, fun videos in a series called Invested in Indies. So you're going to want to check that out. There's also shorts of me retro hunting, games I find while retro hunting, hauls, and more that you're going to want to check out there. Another thing is that LateNightSprites.blogspot.com is no more. So even though there are past episodes where I mention the blog and that people should look into it, it's changed. That's right, it's not gone, it's only changed. It's now Late Night Creative Thoughts, where I talk more about movies and a bunch of non-gaming content. So YouTube and the podcast are for gaming content, and the blog is for everything else I love, whether it's musicals, music, and so much more. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode, and make sure to go check those two out. I have some very fun projects coming in the future. Let's dive into today's episode. You ever try something and you really just can't make something work? It's the equivalent of those toddler toys where you really try to shove a square piece in the hole. Well, that was me in this episode. Let's just say that I've been at it for two days and the ideas just kept not going and going. I tried lists. I tried ideas. I tried maybe like my own kind of game awards. And yeah, I think instead I'm just going to review 2023 as a whole. Now I'm not going to review the entire year. I'm not going to talk about current events or politics or anything like that. But instead, I'm going to talk about my favorites in some categories and then give my top five games of the year. Now, a lot of content creators like to skip out on remakes when it comes to making their lists. If I could include remakes, this top five would have been a top ten, especially because some of these remakes I got to experience for the first time. But I think I'm just going to talk about my favorite remakes as a whole. So, yeah. With that being said, thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Late Night Sprites. I'm going to talk about a few movies, some games, and lots of other nerdy stuff that happened in 2023. And feel free to check out Late Night Creative Thoughts at blogspot.com. Late Night Creative Thoughts at blogspot.com. As mentioned in the announcement before this episode played, The blog is now kind of transformed into this whole idea of basically like music and movies and musicals and so on. And to get into the holiday spirit, I reviewed that Steve Urkel Christmas special. That's right. I paid a whole $15 for it. So if you want to see my thoughts on Urkel Safe Santa, there it is. But That being said, let's dive into this. And I want to talk about movies first because 
I'm not going to make a top five best or worst movies. I'm going to talk about a couple movies that stood out for the right reason and a couple movies that stood out for the wrong reason. So for the right reason, I'm going to have to say that um, one of the big ones, obviously I have to talk about Barbie. I did not see Oppenheimer, but I did see Barbie and Barbie was a lot of fun. I don't think Barbie's perfect, but I think it's a great time, and I would definitely watch it again, and I probably will when it comes onto a streaming service. When I saw Barbie in theaters, I had a really fun time with it. I loved Margot Robbie. I loved Ryan Gosling. I loved the music, and I especially loved the visuals and the aesthetic. Greta Gerwig really made this Barbie world like some... Like, can we get a Barbie World amusement park or at least like a Barbie Land or something? Can Universal or somebody buy the rights? I want to go there. I want to party and dance on the dance floor. And I wouldn't mind doing a little bit of beach also. Sometimes you just got to do beach when all you can do is beach. But that being said, another one I wanted to talk about is TMNT Mutant Mayhem. Oh my gosh, this was a blast. This was a surprise. This was almost my favorite movie this year. I loved it that much. The visuals are great. The music... You know, all three of these movies I'm going to talk about, the visuals are great. The movie's great. The writing's great. This was a funny movie. This had good action in it. It had some heartwarming moments. This is taking the turtles in a new new direction. I almost said to a new generation. But yes, this is a new generation of turtles. We had... TMNT, Rise of the TMNT, we had TMNT 2012, TMNT 2003, a whole new iteration of the Turtles, I'm so excited, I had a blast, I saw this in theaters twice, with two different people that I knew I had to go see the movie with, and I'm so glad that I did. I also want to say Mario was really fun. Mario had probably my favorite movie score in any movie that came out this year like in terms of movie music oh my gosh that i loved it brian tyler knocked out of the park yes mario is just a basic movie and it's a plot to be expected very simple but it has so much heart in it it has so much charm it has jack black singing about princess peach you can't get you can't go wrong with that. Mario was a fun time. But that being said, like I I liked a lot of movies that I saw this year, but my favorite movie that I saw this year has to wait because now I'm going to talk about my least favorite movies that I saw this year. Haha. <laughs> gotcha. Um I'm not going to go into a lot of them, but I will say two of them and that is Ruby Gilman Teenage Kraken because it's not that I'm mad. I'm just disappointed. I'm disappointed that Pixar tried to... (laughs) That DreamWorks... Oh my gosh. You know, we can be disappointed in Pixar too. Disney did not... I, I, I see you over there, Elemental. I haven't watched Elemental yet. I didn't seem too impressed with the advertising for Elemental. Especially... <laughs> oh, okay, but in all seriousness, Ruby Gilman, the thing is that it, it's a basic movie. It feels like DreamWorks trying to be turning red. 
it, because the being a kraken only happens to girls and it, it's like you mean like the way being a red panda only happened to females in turning red the females of the family very subtle there like i am all for like animated properties being mature because dreamworks did that one year before with puss in boots the last wish that's right this year dreamworks had trolls and ruby gilman and ruby gilman had like nine different plot points and it kept trying to be funny the animation was very pretty and the music was good and i like the idea behind ruby gilman but i feel like ruby gilman really needed some more time in the pot to stand out as a movie because there's like nine plot points. There's a prom and an uncle and relationship with grandma and grandma's queen of the sea. And there's a rival character who's a mermaid, but she's not awful. Like there's a lot going on. And I don't know about trolls, but I feel like I already know about trolls because basically that entire trailer that I saw before Mario, that I saw before flash that I saw before, tmnt that i saw before spider-verse i've seen that trolls trailer so many times this year it is ingrained in my head i i hear the trailer when i'm asleep for the third trolls movie but moving forward dreamworks knocked it out of the park last year they had the bad guys in the last wish both movies were incredible last wish being an animated movie with some very mature themes in it and i don't mean mature is in like oh dirty jokes no mature is in like higher than you know coco melon you know or dora ah. and i feel like ruby gilman was a step backwards it was a very average movie it's very nothing movie and moving forward it's still, it was just disappointing and it was mid. Flash was terrible, which stinks because Supergirl and Michael Keaton knocked it out of the park. Both of them did incredible. Ezra Miller, I hope Warner Brothers is done with Ezra Miller because, whoa, I almost did a review of this movie over the summer on this podcast and I opted against it, but part of me still wants to there isn't time in the day that i can go in all of the ways i despise so many inches and crevices and cracks in this movie this is absolutely the worst movie i've seen this year i went in with no expectations and i was still disappointed don't watch it i haven't even watched blue beetle yet but go watch that one that's my recommendation go watch blue beetle which uh, just dropped on Max, and I probably will watch that at some point. Um, with that being said, my favorite movie of the year is pretty obvious to any of my friends. It's Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Yes, this needs to be acknowledged. Sony needs to treat the animators better. Sony doesn't. Sony needs to stop with this crunching. I mean, Ninja Turtles had three-day work weeks, and that movie turned out awesome, and I'm so glad. They need to take a page out of TMNT's book and treat their employees better. Separating the art from the artists, or more so the art and the artists from the CEOs and the studios and the higher-ups. This movie's still incredible. I rewatched it on Netflix. 
still loved it from the second I saw it. I still think about the music, the animation, the story, the ideas that they have in this movie is so incredible. I absolutely adored Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. I loved it. I cannot wait for the third one. When that is ready, I am so excited. Until then, we have a really good first movie and a really good second movie. A movie that wasn't afraid to ask bigger questions and go beyond, <laughs> no pun intended, what the first one started, the animation, all of it. And I reviewed TMNT and Spider-Verse on the podcast. The reason why I didn't review Barbie is that actually if you head over to the blog, which is now Late Night Creative Thoughts, again, just mentioning that so I can get better at plugging it, um, actually talked about my favorite thing about Barbie, which was the aesthetic of it. Barbie has really good writing and really good acting, but dang it, that aesthetic was really good. And Spider-Verse, at the end of the year, the song Self-Love from Spider-Verse has been on my playlist. I listen to it to relax. I listen to it when I'm thinking. I've listened to it like after getting home from errands and I'm just like laying in my bed. This is like the wind down song. I've listened to it while playing Marvel Snap. Like, it still just is one of those songs that I like a lot of the songs from the soundtrack. Silken Cologne is another one I really like. I really like Hummingbird. But self-love, the fact that this ended up being a Spider-Gwen movie as much as it was a Miles Morales movie was really nice. I really liked the story that they went with Gwen's character. I her universe is still my favorite visually. The color and the watercolor palette, beautiful, stunning. And seeing this movie on the big screen, which I did not get to do with the first one, was really worth the wait. So now that I'm done talking about movies and getting into the general idea of things, let's talk about game remakes. And my favorite game remake of this year is probably ghost trick i wasn't expecting to love ghost trick i was expecting to like it and that really blew me away ghost trick ended up being this game that really the story was really enjoyable the music in this game is incredible i absolutely love the soundtrack for this game it is really i it fits every scene perfectly. Every song fits every scene absolutely like a glove. Um, the characters are great. I'm not going to dive into Ghost Trick because this game is very story-centered. It's, it's very story-based. The narrative really pushes this game forward. There were a couple moments in Ghost Trick that I wasn't really vibing with, but aside from that, really loved this game. And the funny thing is that this game has been out for so long because it was originally a DS game that if you do need help, there are plenty of guides out there. There were guides from the second this remake came out. But other remakes, uh, Mario RPG is fantastic. Mario RPG, 
I'm still in the middle of, but I can say based off of first impressions that I absolutely adore. The music is great. The fact that they have the original soundtrack is great. I really love the art style. It's it's just a great, it, it's just Mario RPG. And honestly, I can say that for all of Nintendo's remakes this year, which I love all of them. Of them, of the Nintendo remakes, my favorite has to go to Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp to see Advance Wars really just come back and shine and getting seeing way forward get a chance to have a crack at this was incredible i love the so kirby's return to dreamland is the other remake so mario rpg advance wars and kirby all have one thing in common great music great presentation and really fun to play it was great to revisit returns to dreamland i haven't played it since the wii era and I have not picked up a retro copy, so going back, it was fantastic. Advance Wars, the endings of both the, uh, the endings of this game is bullcrap. Like the final boss, both of them, like the one in the first game is pretty bad, but they somehow made the final boss of the second game even worse. Aside from that, the journey itself is so fun. And Mario RPG. So all of them, great presentation, great music, great gameplay. So before I get into my top five games of this year, the games that really stood out to me, I'm going to talk about some honorable mentions and the worst games that I played this year. So a couple honorable mentions. These are more so games that I either didn't play enough or didn't play at all, but heard good things about. So um disney's illusion island was well one of the games i missed i almost said it was a great game and i had to stop myself because i don't know yet but i want to play it and i hope i get it at some point disney's illusion island was one of the ones i missed i did not play enough bomb rush cyberfunk i did not play enough of let's see here pikmin 4 i did not play enough tears of the kingdom I know that's going to be a lot of people's game of the year, and from what I have played, it's great. I have not played enough of Sonic Superstars to fully bash it, and I'm not going to. I think some people need to chill. Um, another game that I haven't played enough of is 30XX. Um, so yeah, Bomb Rush, Cyberfunk, and 30XX are two ones that I need to really get to. In terms of other honorable mentions, Gravity Circuit is one that I mentioned in my Holiday Buyer's Guide. It was really good. I just got stuck at the very, very end, but I didn't beat it. Another honorable mention is Prison City. Thank you again, Retroware Studios. That was amazing. Um, just that was a great one to play. EX Zodiac is another honorable mention. Thank you so much to the team that made EX Zodiac for that review code as well. Um, one thing about EX Zodiac is that it's still like being worked on. So there's more to come. That's why it's an honorable mention. I'm sure the final product of EX Zodiac, once it's finished, is going to be like my game of the year. Like next year or in there. That's what I mean. I don't know. It could be. It could be. EX Zodiac was a lot of fun though. From what I played, and I definitely will be revisiting that once the game is finished. 
Um, another really big game that I missed this year. Well, I already mentioned Tears of the Kingdom and Pikmin 4, but there were just so many. WarioWare Move It was one that I wanted to play, but I've heard it's better in multiplayer than single player. I dropped Fire Emblem Engage. Another honorable mention is SpongeBob and the Cosmic Shake. It was fun, but it's definitely not like mind blowing. It was just a fun time. If you can get Cosmic Shake on sale and you grew up and loved Battle for Bikini Bottom, absolutely do it. But Venba is another another honorable mention. Venba is a really sweet game about cooking with a very sweet little narrative. Uh, Venba was one that I played over the summer. That was great. Exo Primal, I didn't get to really play. I tried and I just couldn't get into it. But all right, we've gone through honorable mentions. Next up is the top five games that I played this year. We covered the remakes, we covered movies, and we covered honorable mentions. So, without further ado, let's dive in and just jump into it. Stay tuned. So, future homecoming here. During the honorable mentions and stuff like that, I forgot to mention my worst game of the year. So, I'm just going to slip that in. I'm going to transcend time and space. Before I get to the ones that I really loved. And uh, yeah, Clive and Wrench is my worst game that I played this year. It's like a Banjo-Kazooie clone. And it was just really disappointing. I did not end up liking it a lot. And I had to drop it. So even though I got like bored with some other games. Or I got busy. This was definitely the worst one. I put like 5 or 6, 7 hours into it. And... The hit detection was bad. There was some graphical glitches. Like, maybe it's better now, but it was definitely, like, not good back in February. So, yeah, future me just saying that Clive and Wrench was the worst game that I played in 2023. On with the rest of the show. Hey, thanks for staying tuned. Now it's time for my five favorite games that came out this year. Now that the honorable mentions and the remakes are out of the way, these are the five favorite games of mine that came out in 2023. These are the games that I truly enjoyed the most, no matter how long I played them. But I can say that I beat the top four. But I'll get into that reasoning in a moment. Let's dive in with number five. Starting out this list at number 5 is Street Fighter 6. Street Fighter 6 is incredibly fun. It's great to play multiplayer-wise, whether with friends or online. And it's just a really great fighting game experience. I really love the song No Longer on the Sidelines. I love the new characters. And it's just a fun game to play. I really love the multiplayer in the arcade mode. And this is where I say that I didn't beat this one. The reason why I didn't beat number five, but I beat four, three, two, and one on my list is that I just didn't find the single player that engaging. 
When not playing online or rushing through arcade mode, which I love to do in fighting games, I found myself not really enjoying the story that much. I just felt like it was do the same thing, getting on the plane, going to a different location, and I kind of wish maybe that they had like a tournament arc or something like it was fine. It's just that you walk around, you punch somebody to get a first strike and then you beat people up in the overworld and you can get healing items and teachers and stuff like that. And I just didn't really find myself that engaged with the single player mode, especially compared to the other single player experiences I had, but purely for the multiplayer and the other single player content, Street Fighter 6 is great. It's super stylistic. It has some very fun ideas. It's very beginner friendly for people who aren't that great at fighting games like I am, and it ended up being a great thing to play whether for a couple rounds or playing through another round of arcade mode or going for long hours against friends. So moving forward after that, number 4 is my favorite indie game of the year and that indie game happens to be thirsty suitors thirsty suitors really blew me away when i first saw it revealed at the game awards i was like wow this reminds me a lot of scott pilgrim and then i played the game and i was like wow this game reminds me a lot of scott pilgrim except remove the current life partner fighting your exes for you and you are placed in the shoes of someone who has to face their exes themselves already making the narrative a little bit more dynamic and definitely more emotionally involved instead of having someone fight to you know for your honor or fight for love to win your love now you're having to face your own past and the skeletons that are in your closet this game is full of representation in so many ways whether it's lgbtq or whether it's with different races it's really exciting there are so many great characters in this game and even though the gameplay is super simplistic it's an rpg with like rhythm game mechanics it's so enjoyable the presentation is great the music is really good the story is really engaging the only thing i don't really care for in this game is the skateboarding because there's like skateboarding challenges and stuff i find that like okay at best but like everything else is fine the rpg elements may be a little bit basic but the world around this game, the presentation, and the perfectly cut runtime makes this game really great. You are a character who has to make up for her mistakes and face the people that she's hurt in the past, all while maybe getting your flirt on a little bit, and fighting people from a dating app that was set up by your grandma. This game has a lot of charm in it. It has... Just so many good things going for it. It's on Game Pass. If you have an Xbox, I highly recommend playing it. I blazed through this game like in a couple days, and I honestly really enjoyed it. It's about 10 hours long, but the story really kept me hooked, and I found myself really enjoying it. And some of the music is really great. I've been listening to the soundtrack as I prepared for this, and yeah. Thirsty Suitors, when I saw it at the Game Awards, actually was my standout game at that Game Awards. Like, that was, I want to get it day one, I want to pick it up. And when it came out on November 3rd on Game Pass, that's what I did. And I'm glad that it lived up to the hype. Speaking of living up to the hype, this has been a good year for Mario. 
a hit movie, Mario RPG, games coming out next year like Princess Peach Showtime and the long-awaited Thousand Year Door remake, and Super Mario Wonder. Shortly after the movie's release, the Nintendo Direct happened, and we were shown Mario's new 2D adventure. But unlike New Super Mario Bros., this game was very different. This game is full of life, whether it's the vibrant visuals, the fun music, or the Wonder Seeds, where the game gets its title. As you venture into the Flower Kingdom with these really cool badges equipped, you can use these Wonder Seeds to transform the environment, turn into an enemy, and basically flip the stage on its head. So, I know a lot of people complain about the bosses in Mario Wonder. The final boss, I think, is really great. But the music stages, just most of this game, yes, the bosses are, like, hit or miss. Yes, they're repetitive. But this is another game where I really enjoyed the destination, not as much as I enjoyed the journey, and the journey was super memorable. Yes, the ending in the final boss was super easy. Yes, the bosses were repetitive. But the levels are so well made. The Wonder Seeds is such a fun idea. Turning into enemies, floating through space, becoming like silhouette shadows, becoming a Goomba, and being able to jump and such. There is so much good in this game. I love Mario Wonder. I was smiling ear to ear from start to finish and i absolutely adored it when i picked it up i remember playing it for a little bit on launch day and then well i'll get to that in a moment and then picking it back up here and there and then i just decided to restart it once i beat a couple games and just make that my focus I would do about a world a day, and I loved it. I cannot wait to go through Mario Wonder and beat it again and again. This is one of the best 2D Mario games I've played since Mario World, and I love so many things about it. Mario Wonder really deserves all the praise it got. It's nothing short of wonderful, and is number three on this list. But then there was a game that happened that, well no one saw coming it was january there was snow on the ground i just finished river city girls 2 and microsoft said that they were going to have a presentation Uh and this presentation this really cool game popped up and i thought well when this comes out in may or whenever i'll have to boot up game pass and play it at the end of this trailer it it said that it was available that night after the presentation It was a game that had really cool ideas in a genre that I wasn't necessarily familiar with, but it looked phenomenal. It looked like a comic book come to life, and it was all surrounded around music. This game, and number two on the list, is Hi-Fi Rush. This game has stayed in my top three from January, and until certain games happen, it was number one. This is one of the best games I've played in a long time. It is so good. The graphics are incredible. The music, the environments, the story is, well, there isn't much of a story, but who cares? The gameplay is so fun. The characters are super memorable. 
the idea of this game. I recently decided to, you know, let's revisit it. And upon revisiting it, I fell in love with it all over again. Hi-Fi Rush is a so good. I reviewed it on the podcast like earlier this year. It is such a good time. It is nothing short of amazing. I I can barely describe it. The aesthetic and the visuals. At the time of this recording, the Game Awards are coming up. I want Hi-Fi Rush to win at least one. I am pooling for it. And I'm so glad that I had the opportunity to play it. It's one of those games that I'm so happy that I did. And I loved every second of it. Yes, some of the stages run a little long and could have been broken up, but you can break it up yourself. You can literally turn the game off and come back on the exact screen at the exact moment where you left off. Even like during or right before a boss fight. So, that being said, Hi-Fi Rush was one of those games that, for the surprise factor of it all, for the fact that it shadow dropped, and for what it ended up being... It was just one of those games that I absolutely adore, and I'm so glad I played. And number one, if my friends know me, they know it. This is a game that I knew was coming this year. This was a game that I was anticipating. And this was a game that when I finally got my hands on it, did not disappoint. Spider-Man 2 is my game of the year. The story is gripping. There's heart. There's humor. There's drama. The side missions are the best that they have been in the series. With side missions that just stand head and shoulders above the rest. From heartwarming to surprising. The abilities that are added in this game... The fast travel, the web swinging, the web wings, the added gadgets, the symbiote. So much in this game did not disappoint. Yes, the game breaks from time to time. And yes, sometimes I had to redo some things over. But that's okay. This game, they just keep getting better and better. I love the first game and plan on replaying it. I have replayed the first game so many times, though, that I'm okay taking a slight break from it, but I will replay it probably next year. I love Miles Morales. That game was also incredible and a really good time. This game might be my favorite of the three so far. This game is my favorite of the three so far. The story, the boss fights, the places it went narratively and i am being so vague because it is still only been a couple months and i do not want to spoil it but yes spider-man 2 showed me how greater it could be the first one said be greater the second one said be yourself and this one was be greater together and swapping between peter and miles each with their own unique abilities Exploring the world, stopping crimes, doing side quests, doing side missions, and watching this narrative unfold was truly an experience. I beat the game within a week of it being released, and I could not put the controller down. 
I played a little bit of Mario Wonder as the game was installing. And on that day, from Mario Wonder to picking up the controller and starting Spider-Man when that installation started, I was smiling ear to ear. Mario is my favorite franchise ever. And Spider-Man is the reason I got a PS4 and is probably my favorite superhero. October 20, 2023 definitely was my favorite day this year. And with both of those experiences gone in over my under my belt, as well as Hi-Fi Rush, I cannot wait to revisit these three games again and again. So Spider-Man 2 is my game of the year. No regrets. No anything. <laughs> but yes, that is the end of my list. If you can play Thirsty Suitors, Thirsty Suitors deserves your attention, especially if you have Game Pass. All of these games deserve your attention. But thank you so much for listening to this episode of Late Night Sprites. This was a lot of fun. I, As I mentioned before, I had a lot of trouble because I didn't know how to organize this episode. But thanks to the help of my amazing friends, I was able to do just that. So thank you. Y'all know who you are. Thank you for helping me figure this out. But with that being said, this might be the last episode of the year. I don't know. I either have one, two, or zero. If this is the last episode of the year, have a very happy holidays. Have a very happy December. I plan on taking a break at least for the last two weeks of December and into the beginning of January. So it's going to be, if I end up taking the break, I will be back either mid to late January at the earliest and February at the latest, but probably mid January. That being said, thank you so much for listening. If I don't have any more episodes, because right now, just being open and honest, I'm really struggling with my holiday special idea, but I might have one or two ideas, but if they don't end up working out, I hope you have a very happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, a Merry Christmas, or any holiday that you celebrate in December. Thank you so much for listening to Late Night Sprites this year. The podcast went in so many great directions this year, and now I'm going to go boot up an iPad because I got to go Apple. Ah, why did they make this game Apple exclusive? I, I rant about Shantae only being a GBA cartridge, and then they retroactively went back. Sega, the ball's in your court. You better put this on something else. I'm just saying. But thank you so much for listening to this episode of Late Night Sprites. Take care of yourself. Take care of your mental health. I'm Homecoming Hero, and I will see you on the next episode.